Hey guys, how's it going here? Fat Mike here. Uh, I'm happy to be back. I'm really happy to be back. So um, yeah, let's get things going here. I'm, I'm super pumped. We're going to have a good night tonight. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, really quick before we get into everything, tonight's show is brought to you by the, the Sock Bar and Grill located at 9300 South Roberts Road in Hickory Hills. Illinois, if you're looking for a great bar and a great place to watch the game, then this is the place for you. Fantastic beers on tap and everything from their delicious burgers to their perfectly cooked oven pizzas are on their menu. They got top shelf liquor and a friendly staff, plus all the sports of food and food a person can ask for. The Sock Bar and Grill is the place to be. Again, that's 9300 South Roberts Road out here in Hickory Hills. Their number is 708-598-9300. And with that, we're going to get our show on the road here. So I hope you guys are excited and ready to rock because I know I am. So uh, here we go. You are listening to 1252 Sports Entertainment. Parental discretion may be advised. It's about that time. Fat Mike, Chicago Sports. (laughs) Yeah. Finally here, finally here. Shot City Sports is right here. Updates on news, get it here. The rumors, cause we keep it real. Fat Mike. Sit back, relax, check a beer one of them nights. Hey, this is Carmen DeFalco from ESPN Chicago, and you're listening to the Fat Mike Sports Show. Hey, this is Dave Richard from CBS Sports, and you're listening to the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. Hi, this is Jesse Rogers from the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. Hey, everyone, I'm Scott Merkin, the longtime White Sox beat writer for MLB.com and proud graduate of the University of Michigan. You're listening to me on the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. This is Chuck Arline, and you are listening to the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. It's the Fat. Hey, what's up? This is Greg Braggs Jr. from Braggs in the Stands, and you're listening to my guys on the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. Boom! Hey, everyone. It's Freddie Huebner from ESPN 1000. Great to be on the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. I'm Dan Saborski, senior writer for Fangraphs, and you're listening to Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. I'm J.J. Stankiewicz from NBCSportsChicago.com and the Undercenter Podcast, and you're listening to the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. Hey, Sparkle, you know what I listen to? It's the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show with my guy, Fat Mike. If you listen anywhere else, no shock. Listen to Fat Mike and the Fat And what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. I, as always, am your host, Fat Mike, and it's absolutely wonderful to be back. Uh, as you guys know, it's been a hairy few weeks for me since I've been on. It's been hell on my end trying to kick this upper respiratory infection, trying to kick this cold, whatever the hell I have going on here. But I'm back, and I'm much, much better. So I appreciate all your guys' kind words telling me to get well and stuff like that, but I'm back. But it was it was it was to the point where I was I was literally ha- hacking up a lung every single time I tried to open my mouth and talk. So that's why I haven't been able to do a show, guys. But now, after it's worked its way through my fat body and worked its way through my core, I'm back and I'm here, and it's awesome to be back. I've missed you guys a bunch, and thank you guys for coming back. I really do appreciate it. Uh, tonight on the Fat Mike Show, man, we got a lot of stuff to get into. We have a ton of stuff to get into tonight. And before we dive into everything tonight, I wanted to say thank you to our sponsors, the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show, because without them, none of this, absolutely none of this would be possible. Nick and Ivy Brewing Company, State, State Farm Insurance, the Susie Sheehan office, John Darren and uh, the Coldwell Banker real estate team, Mark Berardi and Associates are the best fucking lawyers in town, White Farm Venue in Michigan City, and last but not least, Hype Entertainment and Productions. All of you are outstanding, and I really do appreciate it. Um, you guys will be hearing a little bit more from those guys a little bit later. But uh, we got a lot of stuff to get into, so let's get into it, huh? So since I've been sick, a ton of things have happened that I didn't get a chance to break down with you guys. I didn't have a chance to actually sit down and break it down with all you guys because, well, like, like I said, I've been sick. So it's been, it's, like I said, it's been a little hairy, but now we're back. We're back. And since, and since you know, the Blackhawks have made big moves, 
uh, the Cubs fire sale, the, the big time moves for the Bulls, and um, White Sox are still kicking ass to, and taking names, but that's not what we're here for tonight now. All right, now we all know what moves this city, and we all know where our loyalties lie in Chicago here. And come, come mid-August, it's where Chicago comes together as one united city, and we all root for our Chicago Bears. It's one of my favorite times of the year. People, it really is. It's one of my favorite times of the year. It don't matter if you're a Cubs or a Sox fan. There's no bickering between the two sides because we're all Bears fans here in Chicago. Unless you're Tyler DeMouse and your allegiance lies with Green Bay, then you're a fucking weirdo. But that, besides him, we're all together, all on one side, and we all bear the fuck down. And that's what I love about Chicago is that we all come together as Bears fans. Tonight, I'm going to be welcoming welcoming a uh, a buddy of mine. His name is Christian Schenefeld. Um, he, he has a great podcast, the Christian DJ show. Christian's a great guy and his podcast is absolutely remarkable. Um, him and former bear DJ Moore do a wonderful job together and we're waiting. We'll bring him on here shortly. I, I see him in the waiting room here now. We'll bring him on here shortly, but I can't wait to bring him on. Uh, it's bears night here on the fat Mike Chicago sports show. Okay. And I couldn't ask for a better guest before we bring Christian on here with us. I want to go over some big news. In my opinion, that happened early this morning, that broke early this morning on Tevin Jenkins. The Chicago Bears' second-round draft pick, who they moved up to steal at 39, hit a big blow this morning. And I don't know, <laughs> I don't think this bodes well for our Chicago Bears for this upcoming season, guys. This big mauling offensive lineman, the guy that I was super happy that the Bears took, is now uh, out of Oklahoma State, who uh, who the Bears envisioned to be their starting blindside left tackle, will undergo back surgery, or he already has underwent back surgery today at some point. With the Chicago Bears, Matt Nagy saying that the, the hope the rookie offensive lineman can return before the end of the season, and this is all reported first thing this morning by Brad Biggs of the Chicago Tribune. Uh, Jenkins, in quotes, Jenkins suffered a lower back injury last fall at Oklahoma State that sidelined him during the, during the game against Oklahoma, shortly after that, he announced that he would opt out of the remainder, se- remainder of the season, three games, to focus on prepping for the NFL draft. His combine medical report indicated that he had a lower lumbar strain in college, but a source who reviewed the report said nothing was, quote-unquote, uncommon or overly concerning in the report. Okay, well, where do I begin here? How do I even find the words for this? Although not surprising... All right, over the last month since the Bears have been in camp and been practicing and stuff like that, it's still a big fucking blow to the Chicago Bears, and this personally hurts me as a Chicago Bear fan. I was one of the guys on draft that absolutely went bananas, and not in a good way when they moved up to draft Justin Fields. All right, and it, it, there's many reasons. I, it's not that I, I'm shitting on Justin Fields. I love Justin Fields. The guy's a stud. All right, but this this is my reason. The reason is because over the last three seasons, this O-line has been absolutely horrible. And that's an understatement. Do I like Justin Fields? Hell yes. Oh, my God, yeah, I love Justin Fields. But it's hard to see what this kid can do if you don't have the hogs in front of him to let him do his thing. You got to let him be the player we want him to be, the player we all need and have longed for in Chicago forever, for over, I mean, years, 30 years. I don't want to see this kid go out there and get his head kicked in and get fucking Joe Burrowed in week seven once Dalton is out with his brain scrambled because of the same thing with no line. I don't want to see that happen with this kid. Sorry. I just, I, you have an asset here. All right. Not to sound cliche, but this Justin Fields kid, I, I just want to put him in bubble wrap. I want to protect this kid like a baby. All right. The, the Bears' job now is to protect whomever is back there under center. Hence the Jason Peters signing that just happened. All right, although he's ancient, the guy's still a nine-time Pro Bowler, a Super Bowl champ. He can still help out your O-line in some way, but the guy's a 19-year vet. You have to find a big body to fill in a role, and that's why I'm calling for Larry Borum, our draft pick from Mizzou. He showed great at practice. He's looked good in, he's looked good in camp. He's looked good in practice. He, he, he Kid looks to be able to put it all together. But that being said, you have to protect your asset, and your asset is Justin Fields. I want to see this kid as health as a healthy Chicago Bear for the next 15 to 20 years. And to do that, you have to make sure that your front five is formidable, tough, and able to do their job blocking for the man you moved up to plan that you moved up to grab for and that you plan to be your starter in the near future for 
to the next 15 years. On that note, before we get into bringing Christian on, I want to hear a word from one of our sponsors here, Nick and Ivy. Those guys, these guys are great. Unbelievable beer, guys. Go there, take a look. They, they have a fat mic beer. It's going to be coming back soon. Once we come back, we're going to bring on Christian for this. So here we go. Hello, this is Paul from Nick and Ivy Brewing Company. We are located at 1026 South State Street in historic downtown Lockport, Illinois. We are very excited to be partnering up with the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show as well as the 1252 brand because we are one of the few Chicagoland breweries that embrace sports and sports culture. Come in for a fresh brewed beer made right here in Lockport while catching the game of your favorite team. Stay for the live music that we have booked every weekend or just come for a cozy atmosphere to enjoy a good conversation with a friend, loved one, or complete stranger. Nick and Ivy makes you feel right at home no matter what the occasion is. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for Nick and Ivy Brewing Company. Visit our website for our up-to-date tap list or to go shopping on our online store at nickivybrewing.com. That's N-I-K-I-V-Y brewing.com. Come in today for a fresh brewed beer born and raised in Lockport, Illinois. All right, we're back, and I'm I'm happy I'm happy that my buddy here, my buddy Christian, decided to come on with us. This kid, this kid's awesome. I, I, we've been bullshitting back and forth over the last couple of months through Facebook and through Twitter, and I run into this kid. I, I, kid, he's I don't even know how old he is. He looks like a baby. He looks like a baby, but I, you know. But anyways, I run into him over at the Mongo McMichael event that was over at Mongo McMichael's out in Romeoville. Um, that day, I was hanging out, hanging out with Carmen DeFelco from ESPN, hanging out with my bud, a couple of my buddies, you know. Mark Xander was up there. We were all just shooting the shit. And he comes up to me. He's like, hey, man, he's like, you know, big fan. And I was like, I was like, I don't like, dude, like I couldn't put two and two together because his picture looked a little different. This, he's wearing a backwards hat. He's, he's all in his bear stuff. And now I finally know who he is. But I, I'd love to bring him in, my buddy Christian. Christian, how we doing, my man? Thanks uh, for joining us. I appreciate it. Uh, doing great, man. Thanks for the invite. Pleasure to be on. Uh, you know, obviously, I've tuned into the show a number of times, and uh, it's great to be a guest, man. Honored. I, I appreciate you joining me tonight, man. Like I said, like, like I was talking about in the interlude before bringing you on here, there's a lot of Bears news going on here, specifically with this Tevin Jenkins stuff. And, but you know, it, it's a mess right now, man. I mean, how do you feel? Well, let's start off like this. With the news of Tevin Jenkins breaking this morning, obviously the Bears had to have known him coming out of college that he had a, he had a banged up back. And if that's the case, if you envision this kid to be your starting left tackle, why don't you just say immediately in the second round, Hey, listen, it's not going to be, he's not going to be an immediate starter. Why, why did, why don't, what do you think the bears idea of drafting Tevin Jenkins is here? What do you, what do you think? Yeah. You know, and you, you kind of brought it up earlier, Mike. I mean, uh, you know, the, the Bears, Ryan Pace, they made the jump and, and traded up and drafted Justin Fields in the first round. Seemed like everybody leading up to the draft, pegged uh, Tevin Jenkins to go to the Bears at pick number 20. Here they right. are at, at you know the 39th pick. They trade up again, and he's there on the board, and they end up taking him in uh, early in round two. Um, and Matt Nagy said it today in the press conference. He said that uh, th this back injury is not the same one that he dealt with at Oklahoma State that caused him to miss his final four games of his uh, collegiate career. Um, you know, it's 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 a mystery, man. I mean, you don't want to bring up the names such as like a Kevin White or a Chris Williams right. from years ago, right? But you know, he he was he was there in OTAs, participating in OTAs and mini camp. Not that they got the pads on it and that they're really uh, doing much in practice there, but he was there participating in those events. Um, you hear even at training camp, he's working on the side. Um, I, I think Adam John said it today on ESPN Chicago. At one point, he's uh, he's pulling a, a cart uh, with, with rope around his waist, right. uh, you know, working on that bag and, and trying to get out there. And Matt Nagy said today that this was, uh, you know, the the um, th this this was kind of the I don't know if worst scenario is the right term to use, but this was this was their their last that that this was their last option was to go the surgery route for Tevin Jenkins right. and. Um, you know, you got to think that if they seen this coming, uh, as as much shit as he gets, um, I, I don't know that they cut Charles Leno Jr. if they knew that Tevin Jenkins wasn't going to be ready uh, week one because, uh, you know, y you already announced that he was going to be the team's starting left tackle. That would be a new position for him. He, of course, played right tackle at Oklahoma State. Um, well, he also he also had three over three hundred snaps over at le at the left tackle position okay. at Oklahoma State. Yeah, so he's, it's not a new position for him. He, he is swing, but yeah, no, you're right. 
you're right. I don't think you do. I don't think you do cut Charles Leno if you know that this injury is that that extensive. You know, and really, really quick, Christian, before we keep on moving on here, guys, I'm sitting down here with Christian Schenefeld, oh, oh, outstanding podcaster with former Bear DJ Moore, named the Christian DJ Show. You guys can find him on YouTube and on Facebook, Twitter, Christian. I'm not too far off of this. And to replace this now, I'm not too far off of this. How do you feel about the Jason Peters signing out of, out of Philadelphia here now? It's like everything that we've seen over the last couple of years is Ryan Pace always backing up and maybe doing the right things, trying to do the right thing. Let me say that. So we've seen it now once before with, excuse me, I'm sorry, with Adam Sheehan, Sheehan, Adam, Adam Sheehan. You get rid of Adam Sheehan, you try to go grab, now you go grab Jimmy Graham. You, you messed up with Trubisky, now you're going to draft a quarterback. You messed up with this, you messed up with um, Leonard Floyd, not Leonard Floyd. Leonard Floyd, is that who I'm thinking of? Yeah, Leonard And you, and you bring in Robert and Quinn. You, and you bring in Robert Quinn. It just seems like he's always backpedaling to fix a fucking mistake, and it's driving me nuts. How do you feel about the signing of Jason Peters? Yeah, I mean, uh, once that signing was announced, I think it was Saturday, immediately after the preseason game, um, I, I figured it was not going to bold well for Tevin Jenkins. That at least he would be missing the, the start of the season. Now it's like, all right, I don't even think Tevin Jenkins is going to be out there year one, um, whatever. But, uh, you know, you bring in a 39-year-old tackle who only played in eight games last season, uh, had his season cut short due to a toe injury, had to have toe surgery. Um, I would say the, the the only bright spot is that, yeah, he is a, a nine-time Pro Bowler, a future Hall of Famer probably, and a lot of his success came with, uh, the, the current uh, Bears offensive line coach, Juan Castillo, from his days in Philadelphia. So there's some chemistry yeah. there. There's some familiarity there. Um, he, he was out there at practice today. He, he didn't participate, though, but uh, he, he was out there. And um, the, the question is, how does he look? How does he look once he gets those pads on? I mean, he's an, he's a, certainly an aging veteran who, uh, I mean, he, he was out there for a while. If, if, if a team really wanted him up to this point, they could have had him. It's, they they uh, the uh, contract details um, of his uh, deal with the Bears also came out. It's not like they're paying this guy a ton of money. Uh, you know, may maybe it's it's for the love of the game. He still wanted to uh, play. He, he still wanted to show that he has uh, more left in the tank. But uh, I I'm really not sure what to expect out of the 39-year-old tackle, uh, Mike, if I'm being completely honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I'm hoping that he could just help out in some some aspect. I mean, like, like you and I just both touched on, he's a 19-year vet. That's a lot of wear and tear on a big body, on a, on a big body especially. I'm 33, and I'm a big body. I wake up every morning. I don't do anything. I literally, I, I literally I don't do anything for a living. I sit here and I do podcasts, but I wake up every morning with a sore back and sore knees. I'm a big guy. Can you imagine me smashing into another guy my size in 19 years, for, for over 19 years playing professional football? I can only imagine what that guy feels like. You'd be lucky to get, I'm you'd be lucky to get eight games out of this guy this year if he starts over there at left tackle. But that's why I alluded to the Larry Borum pick. Now, Larry Borum, we've seen a lot of good things out of this kid out of camp. The guy's strong, big. I don't know if you know too much about him, Chris. Have, have you have you touched on him as, as much at all or no? A uh, little bit. I mean, he's, he's a versatile guy. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, he's a guy like uh, Tevin Jenkins who has had some experience playing tackle. But more so for Borum um, is, uh, you know, he, he played a lot of guard at Missouri. I, I think he's lost. Mizzou. Like, Mizzou. Mizzou. Yeah, Missouri. Yeah, Mizzou. Yeah. Uh, I think he's lost like 45 pounds since uh, being drafted by the Bears. So it, it's pretty clear that they wanted to kind of transform his body, maybe become a better athlete as an offensive lineman. And, uh, you know, you, you mentioned that he got off to that hot start. I, I think he suffered a concussion at uh, Bears Family Fest uh, at Soldier Field. And I don't think he's been back on the field yet. Right. So, I mean, uh, you, you talk about a lot of problems with this offensive line, not to mention you, you got this rookie quarterback that everyone's, uh, you know, just, just waiting to see, uh, you know, hopefully start week one is what the consensus is for Bears fans. But um, I, I'm not so certain that that's going to happen. And obviously the coaching staff, they're, they're uh, standing packed and, uh, uh, you know, saying QB1 is still QB1, and that's Andy Dalton. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just touched on it, too, before before we bring it on up here, man. Last weekend, Justin Fields went off in his first appearance of the preseason, 14-20 with 142 yards, 140-some-odd yards, and then passing one, uh, one rushing touchdown, one passing touchdown, took Chicago to a W. I know it's only limited action that we've seen of him and that he's seen, but are there any things that stood out to you in Justin Fields' first time on the field? I mean, what stood out to me is that, you know, the Chicago Bears have not had a quarterback of this excitement, of this level uh, in the history of their franchise. I mean, uh, I know it was just one preseason game. I know there's a lot of people that are 
probably, including myself, over-exaggerating from that one performance that we've seen. Uh, obviously, he was playing with the twos and threes. He was going against the Dolphins' twos and threes. Right. Um, but there are some things there that I don't think, at least myself, Mike, being a, a Chicago Bears fan, I've never seen some of the things that Justin Fields was doing. Um, I've never seen that out of a Chicago Bears quarterback, uh, at least in my time following the team and being a fan of the team. Um, you know, you, you look at that, of course, the, the, the thing that catches your eye is his speed, his ability to run with the football, make plays on the run, um, that 4-4-4, uh, 40-yard dash uh, that he ran at his pro day. If he were to do that at the NFL Combine, he would have been, I believe, the second fastest quarterback in NFL history just behind or, or maybe even tied with Robert Griffin III. Um, hopefully that's the only thing you can compare him to uh, with RG3. But, uh, you know, again, it's one preseason game. We'll see how he does in the uh, showdown uh, against the uh, the former Bears quarterback, Mitch Trubisky, this weekend at Soldier uh, Field. But, uh, <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I'm not going to tell Bears fans to calm down after what they've seen from Justin Fields, though, because it was something that we've never seen before, or there, there were some things that we've never seen before um, in that single performance uh, out of the uh, first round pick quarterback. Well, I mean, don't forget that. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to blow smoke, but don't forget Mitch Trubisky's, Mitchell Trubisky's first time on the field. He looks studly too. Yeah. All right. But let's, let's stay on the Justin, Justin Fields topic here. Like you said, everybody wants to make this kid QB one, QB one. What, what, in your opinion, when do you see Justin Field making his start this year? And if so, What's the cause of him making his first start? Is it Andy Dalton injury, or is it that he just strictly beats out Andy Dalton for the number one spot, the QB one spot? Yeah, uh, you know, I, I think what Matt Nagy said after shortly after he was drafted was Justin Fields will let us know when he's ready, um, and, and hopefully that's the case. I, I mean, hopefully, um, you know, you don't need the veteran guys coming up to the coaching staff saying, you know, why are we playing Andy Dalton when the players see that. Justin Fields is the best player. Hopefully we don't get to that point. Hopefully the coaching staff realizes it before it gets to that point. But, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at that week four game against the, uh, the Detroit Lions. We'll, we'll let Andy Dalton get the start for the first month, for first three weeks, um, throw him out to the Wolves against a, a ferocious defense like the Rams. And then uh, week three, you got the Cleveland Browns on the road. Um, of course, week two, you got the Andy Dalton revenge game with his former uh, team Cincinnati Bengals coming to town here in Chicago. So we'll let him get the first three weeks. But I, I think there's a real chance. And obviously, this is just pure speculation, my opinion. I think the best opportunity, if you plan on playing Justin Fields this season um, and, and you want to get him a lot of playing time, I think that week four game against Detroit, it's here in Chicago. Um, this is a tough schedule that this team is playing. Uh, the Chicago Bears are this season, so I, I don't know if if you if you're going to feel any better maybe later in the season than you would at that Week Four game. Uh, I think that would be a really good opportunity. Obviously, like you said, though, how does Andy Dalton look? I mean, it's going to be hard to bench Andy Dalton if you're three and one heading into that uh, four, uh, fifth game, uh, fifth game. You know, two and one heading, right. you know, whatever it is. I mean, it, 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 at a certain point. You do have to factor in, you know, is Andy Dalton doing enough? Is he looking good enough? Is he making the plays um, where we could still win with him? Because a lot of people still have high expectations for this defense as well. A lot of people don't think this has to be a top 10 offense for this team to succeed. If they're middle of the pack, then a lot of people think that they could still sneak their way into the playoffs with uh, the, the the players and the playmakers that they have on defense. You brought up the, you brought up the schedule, and this is one thing that, that I've been looking at too. Okay. The schedule, they, like you said, they have a very, very tough schedule, Chris. I mean, they play a, a ton of playoff teams from last year, whether it be the Rams, the Browns, the Steelers, uh, who else is on there? The Tampa defending Bay. Super Bowl champs. This, yeah. Tampa Bay. I mean, they're, they play so many play. I think they don't, they, yeah, I don't, do they play the bills this year? I don't think they do. I forget their schedule. Um, but they, they, I think the bills just next week here, we're going to get, we're going to touch base on that too here, but, they they do have they have a very very tough schedule this year, and the one thing that's the one thing that concerns me is that if and when they do put Justin Fields in, and he can and he loses, okay. I don't want to see the Chicago fan base turn on him like you like they, like they turned on Mitch. Okay, now granted, that being said, they're two different completely play. They're completely two different players. Okay, but once you go with Justin Fields, you have to stick with Justin Fields, plain and simple. 
if all if Dalton's out and he if Dalton's out any besides barring injury and you go Justin Fields, you got to ride it with this kid. Like I said earlier, I don't want to see this kid get Joe Burrow and have his leg snapped in half or Alex Smith and have his leg snapped in half. I don't want to see that from Justin Fields. In your opinion, with, with the schedule that they have this year, where do you foresee the, the Chicago Bears in 2021 finishing out at record-wise? Yeah, you know, uh, well, now it, it's weird. You can't go 8-8, eight 7-9. Eight, and nine. You have to get used to, uh, you know, adding in that extra game. Um I could easily see them being a seven and ten team, or I can I can see them maybe squeaking in, flipping that, and and squeaking in ten wins and seven losses, um, because I I do still think there is um, some top ten, top twelve potential in this defense. I don't know about top five like in twenty eighteen. I mean that that was just a magical season that you got out of that defense. Um, you're not going to get thirty plus. Uh, uh, 35 plus uh, takeaways um, every season. Um, not to mention the the touchdowns. It seemed like Eddie Jackson was scoring, uh, you know, just about every other week. Um, so, so I could see anywhere between seven and ten and ten and seven. Um, but as you said, you you don't want to throw Justin Justin Fields out there just to have a headline, just to have a positive story out there you have to make sure he's ready and if for some reason god forbid Andy Dalton does go down with an injury and the coaching staff Matt Nagy and the offensive coaching staff still doesn't view Justin Fields as being ready to go out there and lead the Chicago Bears at quarterback then don't you still got Nick Foles on the roster unless you somehow trade him I know that will not be a positive reaction um to, to the fan base or or to 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 the new uh new cycle but if Justin Fields isn't ready then just because Andy Dalton gets hurt don't throw him out there see I, I mean when I watched him last week in that first preseason game and I know I, I'm not trying to make this all about Justin Fields here I, I, before we hop into this here Chris I'm going to play another quick word from our sponsor one of our sponsors the John Darren team Guys, we'll be right back. Give us give us a minute break here. We'll be right Hi, back. Hi, I'm Jonathan Darren, licensed real estate broker with Cobble Banker Real Estate Group in Homer Glen. Are you looking to buy or sell? Have you been disappointed in the past? The Jonathan Darren team with Cobble Banker Real Estate Group focuses on providing you with a concierge level of service during the process of buying or selling. We are a service-oriented team with a fresh and professional approach to selling real estate. Our goal is to combine knowledge, skills, and passion to exceed our clients' expectations, and most of all, we truly care. We are a knowledgeable real estate team focused on offering expertise and innovative solutions for our clients. The Jonathan Darren team has five full-service real estate brokers and a dedicated full-time marketer servicing all of Chicagoland. We will customize a detailed plan around your timeline for a sale, purchase, investment, estate, or other needs. Real estate transactions can be stressful, but don't need to be. Let us handle it for you. Visit our website, homesbyjdt.com, or call 708-308-1938 today. Expect better in real estate. Choose the Jonathan Darren team. All right, we're back. And Chris, one thing I wanted to touch on before, before we hopped into that commercial was when I watched Justin Fields in that first preseason game, I noticed a lot of different things, and I noticed it beforehand, too. Uh, another another one of my buddies here over at twelve to two, Andrew Tarbill and I, we went down, we went up to Lake Forest, and watched uh, a full day of Justin Field just absolutely killing it. Okay, like literally killing it on the field that day. Excuse me, one second, I apologize. Still a little sick, guys. I have to. Bless, still, bless. Still, I got to cough this <laughs> lung butter up. It's miserable. Um, but the one thing I noticed immediately when we were up there in training camp is. When it was the seven-on-seven seven drills, okay, immediately the, th- the first thing that I noticed was him checking his entire progression. It, it, it seemed like he held the ball a little bit too long, okay, but he was still able to get it out on time. That's one thing that I definitely noticed. But he looked at every single receiver twice to see to find the open man. And then last weekend, you kind of saw the same thing where okay, he sits back a little bit too long. If there's one thing that I had to say negative about him, it would be that it was a little bit too long with the ball. But the kid looked phenomenal. Granted, it's against the twos and it's against the threes of the Dolphins. But he was still going up against their first and second round picks this year in the cornerbacks. So, I mean, what the hell? I mean, this kid looks good. He looks like the real deal. I want to see this kid be a real deal. 
All right. I just don't want to see him rushed out on the field. I don't think week one's the way to go. Uh, but I, I'm, I just, I'm not a pro. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. You know what I mean? And now this kid is, he's riding high, man. He, his quotes, the, it, I thought the game was, it was a little slower than what I thought it was going to be. And, and, and this, that, the other thing. And Yurko says, well, wait, Yurko for me, SPN 1000, he made, he made a comment on it this week. He said, well, wait, because it's going to get faster. And Peanut Tillman made another quote this week saying the same exact thing. Okay, don't be too green is what Peanut said. Don't be too green. All right, the game's going to come at you fast. It will. just be, It's preseason, but the game's going to speed up for this kid. Do you think Justin Fields has what it takes to handle the speed of the NFL game? I do. I do. Uh, you know, this going back to, and I hate to keep bringing it up, but the 2017 NFL draft where, of course, Ryan Pace trades up to uh, draft Mitch Trubisky. And, you know, in that moment, uh, I I know many others were thinking, Deshaun Watson, if you're going to go quarterback, go Deshaun Watson. Um, you know, he, he's been there. He's done that. He, he played at Clemson. He, he won a national title. He, he pl- uh, played well when the lights were on. Um, and I think it's kind of the same thing here with Justin Fields. I mean, whenever, uh, yeah, you know, he, 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 uh, got beaten out at, at Georgia, uh, their coaching staff decided to go with Jake Fromm. He went on to transfer to Ohio state, uh, in, in, where he, of, of course, uh, you know, was a Heisman uh, trophy finalist, uh, the two years that he was there. Um, phenomenal, uh, career. Yeah. He, he had his down games. A lot of people point to the Northwestern game, especially here in Illinois, but, um, you know, you're not going to play perfect every game, but when the lights were on, it seemed like Justin Fields was uh, really performing well. Of course, the uh, the, the the standout performance uh, in the college football playoff against Trevor Lawrence and, and Clemson just this past year. Um, I think Justin Great Fields team. is a is a different. Uh, he, he's just at a different level than than Mitch was. I mean, um, even myself, I. I I wasn't this excited for Trubisky. I didn't know much. Uh, I didn't know this much about Trubisky. Well, nobody like I, did, Chris. And that, that's right. not your fault. Nobody right. did because we only seen twelve games of Mitch. Right. Continue. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, Continue. you're fine. You're fine. But but yeah. Uh, so so to answer your question, I, I do think Justin Fields does have what it takes to play in the NFL at a high level, and, and I think that the Bears do. Um, they, they got their guy this time. I think Ryan Pace, he, he traded up and, and this time he got his guy. Um, and, and you could, you could, uh, you know, he, he, he of course, uh, traded up in the second round too and got Tevin Jenkins. But again, yeah, this, this season, this rookie year might be a little, uh, dampered, but he could still turn into a hell of a football player. You know, the, the, the mood is a little down right now on him, but, uh, you know, it doesn't, doesn't change the fact that, uh, you know, they seen something in him. And uh, Ian Rapport, uh just like an hour before we got on here, Mike, Ian Rapport said that this should clear up uh, the, the the back issues and, you know, it should be behind him after this procedure. We'll see how he reacts, obviously, after Let's the procedure hope. that he Fingers had today. Crossed, but, man. Fingers yeah, crossed. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, no, I absolutely do think Justin Fields uh, – I, I, I was hyped uh, the day they drafted him. I was hyped uh, after preseason game one last week against Miami. And, of course, hearing the reports how he was doing – uh, during that week against Miami in practice as well at Hallis Hall. Um, I unfortunately have not been able to uh, go to training camp this year, uh, but usually go there every year for uh, uh, when they were in Bourbon A. Now two years in a row, obviously last year COVID canceled everything, and then this year haven't been able to go to Hallis Hall, but we'll be back there next year. But, uh, yes, I, I do think Justin Fields has what it takes. Uh, you know, Probably not the wisest of comments to make after your very first preseason game, um, I, I do think he was just trying, it, it was more so maybe giving credit to the bears defense that he sees every day in practice, right. but nonetheless, you know, that was, that, that, that was going to get eaten alive in the media. And, uh, here you, know we what, are. you know what, Chris, that I love the swag of this kid. Right. I really do. I mean, I keep on calling him a kid. I mean, he's, he's not too much younger than I am. I, I keep on calling him a kid, but I love the swag of this kid. I really, I really do. I want to see this kid go out there and fucking ball out. I really think that he can. The only thing that I'm worried about is the protection that he has up front. That's all I'm worried about. You got, like I said in the interlude of the show, you got to protect this kid. You got to make sure that he has the horses up front to make sure that he can do what he's here to do. You got to fit this kid's best scheme. You got to suit the offense to him, to what he what he's best at. Now this weekend here, all right. This this weekend, this coming up weekend on Saturday, we all know what's what's happening. I don't even want to touch on it. 
I kind of, I kind of, you know me. I, I am not a Trubisky fan, but let's, let's let's go into it here really quick. Uh, the Bears play the Buffalo Bills on Saturday at noon, and there's been a bunch of quotes out, out of the Tribune, out of, out of Buffalo, out of, out of Mitch Trubisky's own face. And I want to go over a couple of these quotes, do and break down kind of what he said here. Now, earlier last week, I was reading all this, and I could coughing up a lung, all sick, to, like ready to die on my deathbed, you know. But one of the quotes that he said, it says, it's just really nice to be a part of a great team and to be somewhere where people want you here and they care about how you're progressing as a person and as a player. How, how do you feel about that? Do you, what I what I read from that is that he, he thinks that nobody appreciated him, him here in Chicago. Now, me being a Chicago Bear fan, me listening to sports radio every day of my life for hours on end, I know that people care about Mitch Trubisky. I know big wig, big wig people on the radio that love Mitchell Trubisky. David Kaplan. <laughs> David Kaplan. Yeah, Mike North. <laughs> all right. I don't know why. All right, but they they did. They 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 really do. They love Mitch Trubisky. What do you think about that quote? There, it's just really nice to be a part of a great team and somewhere where people want you want you here, and they care about how you're progressing as a person and as a player. Go ahead. I'll let you go. Yeah, uh, I, I I honestly still to this point really don't know how to react to it. I, I read it and then even seeing him make the comments, you know, I, I I had to watch the video to just make sure he actually said it. And uh, I, I don't know. I mean, he he got more than a fair opportunity here in Chicago. Um, I mean, he got three years worth of starting. You know, yeah, Matt Nagy may not have used you to the best of your abilities, but at the end of the day, um, you know, you, you couldn't get the job done. You're in Buffalo now. Right. You, you're you're the backup quarterback. I don't know. I don't know how in tune you are to to preseason football, Mike. If you just watch the Bears, if you watch around the league, but that preseason game, Buffalo's preseason game last week against uh, Detroit. They played. Uh, it, it was not a pretty outing for Mitch Trubisky. They only allowed him to throw the ball twice. Um, they ran the ball, I think, like 15 times with them under center. And then uh, it, it was the next quarterback's turn, Davis Webb, a, a former uh, uh, draft pick of the uh, New York Giants from years ago. Uh, anyways, he's in Buffalo now as, the, I guess, suppose the third string quarterback. He looked phenomenal, uh, both running the ball and throwing the ball. And then Jake Fromm came in there and still looked better than Mitch Trubisky. So honestly, right. uh, I'm actually going to be there at, at Soldier Field Saturday <laughs> for this uh, for this Mitch Trubisky return game, uh, Mike. But uh, I, I got to admit to you, man, after that performance, I wasn't sure if Mitch Trubisky was going to be coming to Chicago this week. <laughs> right, right. So like one of my, one of my guys here, Chubbs, my buddy Brandon here. He's like, "Are you kidding me, Fat Mike? You shit on him all year last year, and so did everybody else in the media." You're right. I did shit on Mitch Trubisky all year last year, but it wasn't just last year, Brandon. I've shit on Mitchell Trubisky since he was drafted from the Chicago Bears. I tell this story, Chris, and this is going to be like the 400th time that people have heard this, that they've listened to my show. I remember them drafting Mitch Trubisky and moving up the draft him at number two. And I was, I was at my fiance's old apartment. We were hanging out grilling. I'm grilling steaks. I mean, I got fat ass porterhouses, bro. I mean, monster porterhouses that I'm grilling. We're on the first floor. We're doing our thing, and I'm like, "All right, cool." I'm like, "I'm pumped." We're, you know, I'm making it. I got the, I got the, uh, the app playing on, on, on my phone. I got the TV blaring. I mean, I'm ready to go on draft night. The Bears move up. I'm thinking they're grabbing Watson. I'm like, "Holy shit! Holy shit! They're grabbing Watson!" I'm all stoked, right? And then with the second pick of the 2017 draft, Chicago Bears move up and select North Carolina quarterback Mitchell Trubisky. I was ready to throw my fucking grill off the balcony. I was ready to, I, I mean, I remember slamming. I mean, like literally, like in just absolute disgust. I had a big old vodka lemonade in a 32-ounce, <laughs> like, like big gulp cup. I ended up slamming it down my gullet. I was like, you've got to be kidding me, man. Like, I was so pissed. All right. And it was because why are you drafting a kid that has barely any experience in college? Now, I almost had the same reaction this year with Justin Fields, only because they didn't have the offensive line. And then when they moved up to grab Tevin Jenkins, a highly touted tackle that should have been a first-round pick that everybody must have known had back issues because the Bears moved to grab him at 39 in the second round. 
All right, but that made me feel a lot more comfortable about drafting Justin Fields with no protection. It made me, it made me a lot more comfortable. And so did the Larry Boren pick. All right, so let's get back on a few more of these quotes here. The other quote that that he said, he's like, I, I he says, I kind of saw it coming, just the way they were. I was progressing. He said, year two was really good, and then years three and four not as good. I was dealing with some injuries and some other things going on there. It was disappointing, but it was not surprising. Talking about how they released him, not picking up his fifth year option. How do you? What do you make of those? I mean, I to me, Chris, of course it wasn't surprising. The kid, the kid makes a Pro Bowl by having three other quarterbacks not want to go to the Pro Bowl. All right, there's a lot of Mitch love in this town. Still, people still love Mitch Trubisky in this town. I don't fucking get it. All right, I I, I don't get it, Chris. I don't get it. All right, people still love this kid. They're like, he's a pro. No, he wasn't. He they went 12 and four that year based on the defense and the defense alone. Plain and simple. That was the most turnover. That was one of the most turnovers I've out of a defense I've ever seen in my entire life. Was that year they went twelve and four? But the six touchdown passing game against Tampa Bay, Mike. <laughs> yeah, yeah, against the fucking <laughs> Sisters of the Nazarene defense that they had in the secondary that year. I mean, come on. I mean, there's an argument. There's an argument for every aspect of that year in two thousand and four. All right. But what do you make of the, that that quote there? I'll, I'll repeat it again for you, Chris. He's like, I, I kind of saw it coming just the way I was progressing. He said, year two was really good, and then years three and four, not as good. I was dealing with some injuries and some other things that were going on there. It was disappointing, but it was not surprising. Good. I mean, yeah. What what else are you going to say, Trubisky? I mean, uh, you, he, they bring in Nick Foles last year. Uh, you, they bring in competition to see how you would react. Maybe that'll be, bring the best out of you. Maybe you'll have a career year. That was not the case. You get benched four or five games in. Uh, Nick Foles leads to that epic comeback victory against Atlanta Falcons, and then completely uh, just, just shits the bed after that. Um, Trubisky has to go back in after Nick Foles is uh, uh, wheeled out of the uh, out of the field. And uh, you know, again, he had one last chance. Yeah, they they won uh, three games that that I mean against sorry ass opponents uh and they they back their way into the playoffs on an eight and eight record and uh you know uh just uh got almost I don't know if they got humiliated against the New Orleans Saints in that wild card game but they did not look like a playoff team um big part of that was uh Javon wins Anthony Miller with his antics with uh, Car- uh, jo- uh, Car- uh Chauncey Gardner Johnson the, the Saints defensive back but I mean yeah, I, I would hope you've seen it coming, Mitch, because uh, you know they, they they gave you enough time. You had more than an opportunity here, and in your final year, they finally brought in some uh, competition and a guy that Matt Nagy was uh, more than comfortable with at the time bringing in, traded a fourth round pick for Nick Foles and his hefty contract, and uh, again, that didn't work out. Um, so I, I mean, hey, you know, best of luck, Mitch, but uh, you know your, your time in Chicago had to come to an end. And uh, we'll see how you do in Buffalo because uh, you're, you're not even obviously you're not competing for the starting job there. But right. uh, you know you, you, you got your uh, you got your hands tied up with that second string quarterback uh, position as far as I'm concerned as well. Right. <laughs> and the last thing I want to talk about there's one more quote here, Chris, that 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 I really like from Trubisky. All right, I don't that I like because it makes me not angry. All right, but it, it ties it all together for me from when at the time that I've seen him be drafted, from the college tape that I've watched on him, from what I've seen of him, from what I've seen of him in a Chicago Bear uniform. Okay. And this is the quote throughout the process, you can kind of see that they were j- just continuously believing in me less and less. And that's just kind of how the process went. Okay. Now, to me, okay, the process with, with, with Mitchell Trubisky was he couldn't he was never consistent on finding an open receiver he never checked his progressions okay and like i said like he says in that in that quote they were believing in me less and less of course they were you couldn't hit an open receiver you would overthrow or underthrow or throw into double coverage or not check your check down or not do this or not do that that's why they were believing in him less and less and less okay now i'm not here to shit on mitchell trubisky all right what the guy did here in Chicago, I hope the guy has a good career. He he can be a solid backup in today's NFL. He really can be. He can be a guy out there if jo- if Josh if if uh, 
Josh, um, help me out here. I'm, I'm blanking. No, or not Josh, Josh Rose. Josh Allen. Josh Allen. <laughs> if, if Josh Allen bangs up a finger and is out two, three weeks, all right, Mr. Trubisky can go out there and win you a game with that defense. He, he really can. He can win you a game. He can be serviceable, all right? But he's not a starting quarterback in today's NFL. He's not what you want in today's NFL out of a starting quarterback. All right, now, granted, the Bears didn't use Mitch to the best of his ability. We all watched Mitch Trubisky be better on the move, moving out of the pocket on a, on a play action, doing this, find, finding that little check down off the side. We've seen big passes out of Mitch. All right, we've seen receivers that suck here in Chicago. Javon Wims, the asshole that we just cut, missed fucking touchdowns. What was that guy's name? The guy that we just cut a few months, about a month ago. Uh, we traded Miller? to Houston. We tra- Anthony, Anthony Miller. Miller. We traded Anthony Miller. Yeah. All right. Those two dickheads have dropped fucking more pass and dropped more balls than 13-year-old prepubescent boys for crying out loud. All right. I mean, good fucking Lord. All right. But and that's no favor to Mitch. Now, Mitch has had a bad rap, okay? But And I feel for the guy. I do. I don't hate Mitch Trubisky. I just don't think he's a professional starting quarterback. Okay? I don't hate Mitch. I just don't, like I said, I just don't think he's a, a starting quarterback in today's NFL. I hope the guy finds it. I hope he can have a steady career. I felt bad for the guy, especially for some of the shit that I said. Just constantly shitting on Mitch Trubisky week after week after week after week. People have feelings. You know what I mean? They do. And like this is all that I mean. Can you imagine turning the ESPN on a on a Monday morning if you're Mitchell Trubisky and be like, "This dude fucking sucks," blah blah, and it's like, "Good lord!" But in the point that I was just going to make, that Chubbs just signed in right now, right here. Well, Matt Nagy has to prove he's a professional head coach, and he is yet to do that. Exactly. Don't do to Justin Fields what you did to Mitch Trubisky. Find this kid's sweet spot. Find what he's good at. You know what he's good at. There's 30-some-odd games of Justin Fields. You know what he's good at. Work the playbook around what he's good at. Again, Chris, I'm going to read you the quote one more time. You give me your thoughts on that quote. Throughout the process, you can kind of see that they were just continuously believing in me less and less. And that's just kind of how the process went. Chris, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, you know, I kind of want to just echo your sentiments. I mean, the more you seen on Mitch Trubisky, it, it, it was harder to believe that he was going to be a franchise quarterback uh, for this franchise. And, and like you said, I mean, I, I don't think he is a starting quarterback in the NFL. I think the Bears and, and Ryan Pace drafted Mitch Trubisky based off of what he could be in the NFL. He was still a raw product coming out of the University of North Carolina. They drafted him on what he could be, the, the intangibles that they seen out of him, the the, the uh, shades of what they've seen out of them playing at North Carolina. But uh, it, it just didn't pan out. And whether that's, uh, you know, Matt Nagy's fault, uh, fault whether that's uh, the, the uh, John Fox and his offensive, court, uh, offensive staff's fault, whoever it's on, um, it just didn't pan out. It didn't pan out. And, and what we've seen out of Mitch, we've seen enough out of Mitch Trubisky. Um, I, do th- I, I don't think you could say he got a, uh, an unfair opportunity here in Chicago um, you know, just, it just didn't work out. And now here he is again in Buffalo. You know, I, I think he thought, and, and I, I believe he said in this same press conference, um, at one point that he thought he was going to get a deal to compete for a starting job somewhere. A lot of people thought, you know, maybe Washington who went on to sign Ryan Fitzpatrick in, uh, in free agency, maybe they were going to go and try and, uh, sign Trubisky or, or some team that was going to have a competition, Carolina, um, but that never happened. And, and Trubisky said that, you know, uh, that, that he, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, but anyways, he, he thought a deal like that was going to happen, uh, where he could actually go in and compete for a starting gig. That didn't. He had to come down to reality and, and go sign where he thought he was going to be able to, uh, you know, become a better quarterback and, and be a decent backup in the league. And he felt that was Buffalo. They gave him, I think, a one-year $2.5 million deal cheap deal for a backup quarterback in the league. So, um, you know, nothing's guaranteed there, but, um, yeah, I mean, over time, uh, you know, I lost faith in you, Mitch Trubisky. So I'm sure your coaching staff uh, <laughs> lost faith in you. I'm sure some of the players lost faith in you and, and I'm sure there's nobody happier than, uh, Allen Robinson right now playing on a franchise tag, of course, that, that obviously not too happy about, but I mean, he's still making, 
Uh, I'm not even gonna go there. But anyways, now it seems like he's got some, uh, you know, some, some decent, some good uh, quarterback play, whether it's Andy Dalton or Justin Fields. Um, I'm sure right now, uh, Andy, uh, excuse me, Allen Robinson, somebody who's going to be uh, talking uh, for a new contract next season, is uh, is much happier with either Dalton or Fields than he would have been uh, Trubisky or Foles once again this year. Right, and I, I agree with you, man. Like, and I hope that this weekend, you know, let let's hope that Justin Fields goes out there and shines like a like crazy. Let's let's hope that Trubisky. You know, does his thing. Best of luck to him. But I want to stop talking about him here in Chicago at this point. I'm done. It's over. His reign is over. It's done. You don't have to worry about him no more. You got a brand new quarterback here in Justin Fields. Let's root this kid on. I want to see this kid kick ass. And we got a, we got a good question from from my buddy Angelo. And uh, let's 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 see what he says here. Uh, hold on here. Uh, if Fields plays and plays well, does Allen Robinson resign? And it's a tough question, okay, because we don't know when, if, when, if, and when Justin Fields is going to see the field. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think it's a sweetener that you finally got a quarterback. But I think Allen Robinson is done at this, at the end of this year. I think he's done with the Chicago Bears bullshit. I think he wants to get the hell out of here. Guy needs to get paid. He wants to work with the best of the best QB. I believe it. Chris, what, what, what are your thoughts on it? I hope that's not the case. I, I hope he stays. I mean, for, for a guy that's been in the league now, what, this is going to be his seventh year, I believe, seventh or eighth year, and he's only 26, 27 years old. Uh, you know, I, I hope that's not the case. I hope he's here for uh, long term. But, I mean, if they weren't able to get a deal done up to this point, after, I mean, we know what Allen Robinson is. I think he is a top 10 wide receiver. Pay him like he is. Um, look at what he's done with uh, Blake Bortles, Mitch Trubisky, and Nick Foles throwing the football. Uh, you know, I, I expect uh, another thousand yard season for Allen Robinson this year, but, um, unfortunately I, I think this might just be his final year in Chicago, because if, if you weren't able to get a deal done prior to this season, uh, prior to that deadline that they had a month ago, uh, then I, I just don't see, I, I just don't see you guys coming together and now finally realizing it. And you guys, I'm meaning Ryan Pace and the Chicago bears. I don't see them realizing, uh, all of a sudden, uh, that, you know, oh, yeah, maybe we should pay Allen Robinson. I, I don't know if they view him as a top 10 wide receiver, and I don't think they want to pay him as a top 10 wide receiver. It, it, see, like, there, there's a chat here. My, 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 me and my buddy Brandon Chubbs82 here, we always argue. All right, and this is where I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with you here. All right, I, I love Brandon Chubbs. Thanks for signing in. Thanks for hanging out and listening. But there is no doubt without question, Allen Robinson is definitely a fucking top 10 wide receiver in today's NFL game. He really is. He is an amazing wide receiver. He catches everything thrown to him, everything thrown to him, and he's done it with shit quarterbacks. All right, like he's done it with terrible, terrible quarter, not terrible quarterbacks, but he's done it with shit quarterbacks, and he's still putting up hundred yard receiving, hundred yard, a uh, hundred catch seasons and a thousand yard seasons. The guy's killing it out there. I would give this guy whatever he wants because this guy's a stud. AJ Brown, no, he's not better. It, it, Come on, Julio Jones, he's listening to a bunch of guys out here in, in the chat. Tyreek Hill, yeah, of course Tyreek Hill's better. All right, but there's there's different guys. Allen Robinson is a possession receiver. He's going to get you your, your 10 when you need it, your 8 when you need it. He's a stud. I want to see Allen Robinson retire here in Chicago because that, he's that good of a player. He is definitely a top 10 wide receiver. You look at the guy's numbers, the guy's unbelievable, unbelievable wide receiver. And I hope that Justin Fields clicks it this year and can make a great, great, great pairing with, with Allen Robinson because that's exactly what the Chicago Bears need. We need somebody to get that kid, that guy the ball and just, just let it go. Let it go. Chris, before we let you go, man, where can where can all where can everybody find you? What what can we do to look you up and what can we do to listen to you and all the other stuff? Well, hey, I appreciate you having me on tonight, man. It, it was a lot of fun chatting with you. Uh, certainly long overdue. I, I'll have to get you on my pod soon. Uh, obviously, a, a lot of fun uh, things to, to talk about in Chicago, as you mentioned at the start of the show. Chicago Bulls seem to be getting back on track. The White Sox are on fire. And then, of course, you got the Chicago Bears season right around the corner. Um, just go ahead and uh, search me on YouTube, on Google. Just search uh, on air with Chris Shanafelt. Uh, that's my podcast. And then I also, as you said, uh, do a podcast with former Chicago Bear uh, cornerback DJ Moore. We usually go once a week uh, during the football season. We'll be starting that next week. 
So uh, be on the lookout. Should be Wednesday evening around this time um, next week. So uh, that's Chris and DJ's show or on air with Chris Schanfeld. We're usually on YouTube, Facebook. You can follow me on Twitter. I got my uh, Twitter handle right there at Chris Schanfeld. We go live there as well. But uh, no, Fat Mike, this was uh, this was a lot of fun. Really appreciate the invite. And uh, again, man, really appreciate it. I appreciate you joining us, man. Make sure you guys check this man out because the guy's always putting out and pumping out good stuff. Chris, thanks. I appreciate it, man. We'll talk soon. Thanks, man. Have a good rest of your night. You too. Take care. All right, guys. Chris Schoenfeld, like I said, on-air on air podcast. Uh, he's unbelievable. He's a great dude. Super friendly guy. We met up, hanging out over at the Mongo McMichael thing, having a blast, talking a bunch of shit with one another. It was it was a lot of fun. He uh, introduced him to Carmen and introduced him to uh, Freddie Hubner and everybody. And it was funny. He, he's got a picture with Ric Flair, just like our guy over here at 12-2 Allen does. It was, it was a lot of fun that night, and I'm glad that Chris was able to hop on with us. He's great man, great guy, great guy. But uh, real quick, guys, before we continue, before we continue hopping on Bear stuff, I got a, a couple, couple more, uh, couple more s- slots to fill in here. Here we go. Real estate is hot right now, and you need an attorney to handle all of this. My guy, Mark Ferrardi, does this all day long. He's a straight shooter. There's no fancy language. He's just to the point. And he and his team get the deal done. There's no BS. He also does estate planning, trusts, wills, and power of attorney. He has great reviews up and down the board from a ton of happy clients. For him and his big team, they're all just down to earth and normal people as much as he is. You will not be disappointed if you went with him. He's located in Homer Glen and New Lenox and handles real estate all over Illinois. There's no place too far. So give him a call today at 708-942-8030. Again, that's 708-942-8030. Or look him up online at Mark Berardi and Associates. Hey, Susie, thanks for hooking me up with the Fat Mike Markdown on my insurance rates at State Farm. This is awesome. No, 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 Mike. The Fat Mike Markdown is not a real thing. I don't believe that for a second. Let me repay you the favor and tell you and all my friends about the Fat Mike Markdown. (laughs) Okay, well, that's just fine, considering that State Farm just gives everyone surprisingly great rates. You heard it here first, folks. So give Susie Sheehan over at State Farm Agency a call and ask for the Fat Mike Markdown. It's the best. For the real deal, give us a call at 815-306-0184 or go to suzysheehan.com to request a quote. My team at the Suzy Sheehan Agency is here to help with all of your insurance needs for auto, home, and life, and we service Illinois and Indiana. Also, if you mention the Fat Mike Markdown, $10 will be donated to a local charitable organization through our Quotes for Good program in your name. Remember, that's 815-306-0184 or suzysheehan.com. Thanks so much. Get on it, everybody. woo Honey, will you marry me? Yes, yes, yes! Let's, Let's get, get out of here. here. Come to Indiana's premier venue. Come to the farm. Come see all the wildlife. Come to White Oak Farm Venue in Michigan City, Indiana. Come to our 80-acre sanctuary right off I-94 in Michigan City, Indiana. Come see all we have to offer from two brand-new Amish-built barns with climate control. Come see the ponds with beautiful waterfalls, meadows and wildflowers, and so much more. Come see our secluded venue. After you enter our private road, you'll be in your own world away from it all. With outdoor ceremony spaces, wood-fired pizza ovens, and lots of fresh air. Come enjoy Northwest Indiana's premier wedding venue, where you gather with your family and friends. Stretch your legs and enjoy the most memorable day of your life. Visit White Oak Farm Venue at whiteoakfarmvenue.com or on Facebook slash Instagram. All right, guys, we're back. Thanks for that little quick little minute that was able to get me a... I was able to get a new drink. I was able to take a leak. I was able to spark up a smoke. I was able to do it all. So thank you. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm sorry, guys. I'm still dealing with this sickness. I apologize. Give me one second. Oh, I can't quit coughing. This is this is terrible. I got the, this wicked lung butter just building up in my chest. It's absolutely miserable. I hope I'm not wheezing too bad on my end. Hopefully, you guys can tell me in the chat. I apologize. 
But uh, no, it was great having Chris on talking Bears tonight. It's been absolutely awesome having talking Bears. I absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. It's Bear Down season, baby. I'm fucking pumped. I am pumped for the Chicago Bears season. And I really hope that the Chicago Bears season this year remind this year, I think it's going to remind me a lot of the Cincinnati Bengals of last year and the rookie season of the Cleveland Browns with Baker Mayfield. They were fun teams to watch, guys. Now, I'm a diehard Bear fan, fucking diehard Chicago Bears fan. I don't turn the game off, okay? But I do watch other teams. I TiVo other teams, and I've watched Baker Mayfield his entire career. Excuse me, I watched Joe Burrow, his career, okay? And they're fun to watch. They're exciting to watch, and I hope that the Bears, you can, uh, uh, Baker Mayfield and uh, Joe Burrow, those guys are exciting to watch in that you can see that it's going to click. You can see that their team is going to be good here in the near future. And I hope that this year for the 2021 Chicago Bears, we get to see that as a fan base. I hope that we are able to sit down and watch the Bears. And even if they're getting blown out, you see moments of greatness out of this team. Okay. I hope that you can see Justin Fields this year. Finally start to put it together. Let's not all forget here that Peyton Manning threw 28 interceptions in his rookie season. Okay. And Peyton Manning's a pretty fucking good quarterback. Okay. I want to see this team be exciting and be in every game. All the way up in last year until Joe Burrow got hurt. Joe Burrow broke his leg in a million fucking pieces. The Cincinnati Bengals were pretty much in every game and they were fun to watch. We watched Justin Herbert last year for the Los Angeles Chargers. Come in as a rookie after Tyrod after the doctor stabbed him in the lung, all right, and look promising for a for a young, youthful, exciting Los Angeles Charger team. I'm hoping Justin Fields has the same effect because the buzz around Chicago right now is absolutely beautiful. I love it. I absolutely love it. I can't get enough of it. I'm excited. This is the most excited as a Bear fan that I've been in years. Because I feel that Ryan Pace somehow, someway, luckily backed into, fell into it, just fucking got it right with this kid. I really do. I think he got it right with Justin Fields, and I hope that it's a, he's able to shine this year. And we're going to see him. There's no doubt in my mind that we are going to see Justin Fields this year. Andy Dalton hasn't had a healthy season in two years. All right. Now, I'm not taking anything away from Andy Dalton. If Andy Dalton goes out there and he's four and one come week five, you continue riding it out with Andy Dalton. But the second he starts to suck, or, or if you start off one and five with Andy Dalton, time to make a change. I'm excited for Fields. I'm excited to see what this defense can do. I'm excited that Tariq Cohen is back and healthy. I'm excited for Eddie Jackson in his number four jersey. Hopefully he learned how to tackle. I'm excited for Robert Quinn to not have a foot injury and show what he can do opposite of Khalil Mack. I'm excited for Khalil, I'm excited for Khalil Mack to show what he can do for our Chicago Bears defense. I'm excited for Akeem Hicks, even though he left practice a little early today, undisclosed. I don't know if it's injury or family matters, whatnot. But I'm excited for Khalil, uh, I'm excited for Akeem Hicks to be back and healthy. I'm excited for Eddie Goldman to be back. I'm excited to see what we can get out of Darnell Mooney. I wrote an article last year saying this kid reminds me so much of Tariq Hill, and I firmly believe that. I firmly believe Darnell Mooney has the potential to be a number one wide receiver in this league. It's going to be an exciting year, guys. It's going to be a very, very exciting year for the Chicago Bears team. They may suck. They may go 6-11. and 11 but they're going to be fun to watch. Andy Dalton, Justin Fields, it don't matter. They're going to be a fun team to watch. I'm pumped up. I'm wearing my Bears hat now. I'm bearing down over here. I I, I cannot wait. It's going to be great. We're going to touch more on football next week, guys. I appreciate you guys joining me this week. You guys are absolutely amazing. I appreciate you. I, I really, really do. Tomorrow night, we got we got Stuff Your Mom Threw Out with David Schuster and Scott Beatty. Great show. Somehow, someway, they always mention porn. I don't know how it happens. It just does. 
I don't know. David Schuster must be a big time pervert, but somehow, some way, they always mention porn. It's it's a it's a funny show. You guys, you guys gotta hop in there and enjoy with those guys because those guys are funny as hell. We got our fantasy show, the best fantasy, the best fantasy show, fantasy sports show in the world. Sunday mornings live at 9 a.m. Make sure you guys turn into that with Jeff Schwartz, Tyler DeMouse, and Andrew Tarbill. Great show, 9 a.m. every Sunday morning. Gonna carry you guys throughout the entire year in fantasy football. Make sure you guys tune into that. Sunday night, we got the Schuster Express. Great show, talking about old school stuff. Breaking down every week, every single thing that happened that week in sports. And on Mondays, we got Fred Hubner and Hubes Views and Brews, where he talks sports and beers. It's, it's good, guys. It's good. Good. I love it. I love it. I can't wait. But it's bear season, everybody. Let's bear the fuck down. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. Fantasy season's kicking off here. I got a couple fantasy drafts coming up here in the next couple of weeks. I'm getting married in 17 days. I can't believe that either. Somehow, some way, I definitely outkicked my coverage with Megan. She's unbelievable. We've been fighting like fucking banshees the last two months about nonetheless music for the wedding. But it's been absolutely awesome. I cannot wait to say I do with that girl. Guys, I appreciate you guys coming in here. I really do. Oh, oh, sport court. Whenever he, whenever Angelo and Angelo Camacho, I know he's he's working on getting another show coming up here. That news will be released as well. When he comes up with a new show, when he comes up with a, a, a new listing for a show, that'll be listed out here too. But guys, make sure you guys stay tuned for all the big news here at 12 to make sure you guys are checking out our Twitter page at 1252 Sports. Make sure you guys are checking out our Facebook page, at 1252 Sports Chicago. We've got a lot of shit happening here, guys. Special thank you to everybody who hopped in the chat with us tonight. Angelo, Tarbill, Chubbs, uh, my buddy Tyler, my buddy Mikey, uh, every, Ron, uh, who else? Uh, Four Daz, um, Big, Biggie Biggs. All you guys, thanks for hopping in here tonight with me. It's been a great night, and I was happy to be back. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the show, and we will see you guys next week. On that note, you guys take care. Tune in tune in uh, tomorrow night for uh, uh, Stuff Your Mom Threw Out with, Beat, with uh, Scott Beatty and David Schuster, and I'll see you guys next Wednesday. You guys have a good night. Take care. <laughs>